is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today, um, today we have a very interesting topic about outsourcing that it may change your mind of how you outsourcing currently. So let me introduce Noel Andrews. He is a CEO of Jobbrack, and for his like more than 15 years of recruiting and leading the teams. Um, He will show you today the different perspective of outsourcing of what we know in the big market currently and what you can do, what you may be able to do better. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Noel. Hey, no worries, Matita. Great to be here. Yeah. So before we get to the sweet spot of like outsourcing, but can I ask you something about your background? How you become an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah, of course. So I. Uh, I kind of think so from like a really, really young age, like I don't know, kind of six or seven. Uh, I was doing always doing looking for extra ways to you know make pocket money and kind of do extra jobs. And uh, got my first computer, and I used to like print leaflets out and kind of distribute those around, and just went through a whole bunch of different things. So I think I had the kind of it was in my blood from the start. Um, I went into a very kind of corporate type career into kind of technology and IT leadership roles. Um, but always wanted, always knew I wanted to do something for myself, and uh, you know, kind of just have that kind of that kind of drive to kind of kind of make a difference and, and kind of you know, run my own thing. Um, like so many people, discovered you know Tim Ferriss Four Hour Work Week uh, that opened my eyes to a couple of key things, especially around you know uh, you know life is for living, and you know we kind of work to live, not the other way around. Um, and uh, yeah, kind of just kind of grew out from there. Uh, a few different opportunities. I, I did some interview coaching and ran a business there for for a year or so, um, and then was into a community of some really really great people, and uh, kind of came across Jobrack, and um, it had been running for a few years. It was either going to be kind of shut down or sold because it was a kind of a bit of a kind of a side project compared to the main things that the the previous owners were working on. And um, yeah, it was just kind of perfect timing, and, and so I bought Jobrack, and that was just about three years ago this week, in fact. And so uh, and kind of oh. yeah, it's been an exciting time since then. Oh, so what were what was the job rack before then? Before you become the CEO? Yeah, so job rack. Uh, it had been it was very similar, but so it had launched in 2015 as a job board and a hiring platform specifically to help online business owners hire great people from Eastern Europe. So you know, much like many people know, you know, different areas of the world for kind of particular skills and niches. Um, Eastern Europe is just a really, really, really great place to hire. Um, a real balance of kind of great English language skills, very, very strong education with lots of people having not, you know, not one but even kind of two degrees. Um, very, very kind of robust like infrastructure, like internet connections and power infrastructure is really solid. No extreme weather, um, and um, just kind of really. How's the best way to 
describe it. China, without kind of being too stereotypical, it's there is a real good kind of good cultural alignment between people in Eastern Europe and people in kind of the, the Western world, which is where most of our, our customers are. Um, and yeah, and kind of really hardworking and kind of low cost of living. So that also that translates down into kind of really good value whilst making sure that, you know, the kind of the team members in Eastern Europe are getting paid really well as, as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I used to live in UK, so I can feel that the time zone is like smaller gap between mm. outsourced to the Asian side and the Eastern Europe. What do you think it would be even more benefit to outsource to the Eastern European people? Apart from time zone and then like the skill set, etc. Um, okay, let me ask you this question. Um, in which industry people do outsource more to the Eastern European between um, service provider versus e-commerce? So I don't think it's, it's kind of either. I think what we tend to see is that a lot of business owners, maybe kind of five, five, 10 years ago, right? They started their outsourcing journey. And oftentimes, especially if they were based in the US, right? So a lot of my customers, probably 70 or 80% are out in, in the US. Um, and a lot of the time they couldn't afford to hire locally. And the the most well-known place in the world back then to outsource was to Philippines, right? Philippines or India, maybe. And so they would go out to that region of the world. And there's some great, I mean, let's be clear, there are great people in every country in the world, um, but there are some differences between them. And so in um, some cultures, it is kind of very common to get people that will do the tasks that you want them to do, but that are more common that they're going to follow SOPs. Right? And they're going to follow the instructions and they're going to follow tasks, getting people that can kind of take on management positions or kind of think creatively or challenge you, especially that's a little bit more rare. And so what we tend to find now is I get a lot of people coming to me that have got a team in the Philippines or they've got a few people out there, but they now want a kind of different level of person for different roles, maybe more slightly more senior um, or they just want more some more independent thinking. So people that are going to challenge people that are going to have like really, really direct communication style and kind of just think through things for themselves and just need less direction. And so that's a really big thing for us right now, being able to find really high quality people that can kind of, yeah, kind of think for themselves and really kind of make things better um, and have that kind of, I guess, creativity and kind of independence that, you know, in some of the other cultures uh, kind of around the world, it's just less common to find that. It's um, you know more common to find people that kind of, you know, will, will do an amazing job, but just kind of following the things that you ask them to do rather than kind of being able to take that, take that kind of initiative to, to improve things. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like going back to like how the level of team members, let's say those who are the followers who really follow your um, assignment or your SOP versus those who really proactive and do initiative things like that's pretty hard. And I do have to wait a lot before I found these people, though. Yeah, that, that's our sweet spot. And that's something that um, in Eastern Europe, particularly what we find is, you know, they've gone through hard times, right? Like 20 years ago, a lot of these countries were kind of at war with each other, right? It, it, they've, they've seen real hardship. And so as a result, that kind of has bred a, a real work ethic, right? And a real desire for people to succeed and work hard and kind of do better and earn more money. Um, and at the same time, they're just, just culturally, they're very direct. Uh, which to us, you know, softly spoken kind of Westerners, sometimes that can be uh, a little bit surprising, kind of, it can be very, very almost blunt. Uh, but once you get used to it, it's fantastic because they just they just tell it to you straight exactly how it is. Uh, and it is really, really good. Yeah, you have to need to assume things or like double thinking whether they're tearing the truth or not. Or like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, 
So in terms of outsourcing though, in your experience, normally, um, let's say about the higher rank or higher level of team members, like the senior or the management level, that also able to outsource. If anyone who listening to here, not knowing that um, you have only to work at the same place all the time. Um, so what would be your tips um, in case they want to find like a senior or management level in terms of like leading the team or um, able to cope with the organization as well as fast learning with the culture as well. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a pretty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Mm. So the most important thing is to be really clear on what you want. And what we what we see quite a lot is business owners, like they get desperate to hire, right? And they normally come to hire someone a bit too late, right? Ideally, maybe weeks or months after they really ideally should have done. So they're, they're under pressure, they're under stress, and they need to find someone. And the biggest thing we do is just slow them down just a little bit and say, hey, let's get really clear on what you need and what you want, uh, not just for right now, but also for six, 12 months in the future, uh, or even a couple of years into the future, you know, what do you need them to grow them into? So most important thing is, yeah, be really, really clear on what you want them to do. Um, make sure you kind of get some help uh, in terms of, you know, finding the right place, people. You've got to go to the right place to, to find where the, the people you need are hanging out at the right level with the right skills. And that can be as, you know, that can still be a relatively entry-level role. It could be a virtual assistant or an executive assistant, but you want someone that's going to be a leader in that role, right, and take things really off your plate. Or it could be a manager, or it could be an operations manager, or even into like a COO type role. It's just crucial to think about what do you want them to do? Um, how are you going to measure them? So how will you know that they've been successful, right? That's super, super important. Um, and what skills and experience do you need them to have? What are the must-have things you need? Um, and then you've got things like, you know, do you need them to be in a particular time zone, in a particular geography or location, um, have access to certain things? You know, what's important to you? And then finally, it's that, you know, what kind of person, attitude, kind of culture side of things, um, you know, is going to complement your business, but also fit in with you and the rest of the team as well. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned about the, um, oh, I just lost in my train of thought. Um, okay, let's, let's jump to this part first. I was thinking about what about a benefit? So this is somehow have like two school of thought in my um, experience that I have seen. One is that, oh, you already outsourced. So they are not um, con- considered as your employee. Therefore, you have no need to care about that. On the other hand, me, for example, I do pay for the insurance. So I know over there, they already have the social, um, how to say that, you know, the social system yeah, that like they already have. And, yeah. yeah. So in terms of outsourcing, though, like from the rest of the world towards the Eastern Europe, what does that look like? Yeah, so for pretty much every employer right now, so the kind of, you know, you're running an online business, it might be Amazon FBA, Shopify e-commerce, service business agency, whatever kind of business you're you're running. If you are hiring uh, remotely and if you're hiring in another country from where you're located, 
you're almost certainly going to hire people as a as an independent worker, like like a freelancer, effectively. So that's the legal side of things. So you'd still have an agreement. You have like a service agreement normally that sets out clear expectations of what they're going to do, how much you're going to pay, how often you're going to pay them, things like that. And that's really important to set clear expectations. Um, and so that's the legal side, right? That means they're not an employee and they're responsible for their own taxes and social security. But then we put the legal bit to one side and we say, right, for all other intents and purposes, right, day to day, you treat them like a team member, right? You don't treat them any differently from someone who, you know, would be a full time employee, you know, and they probably are full time um, with a contract that you're paying, you know, you're paying their taxes and national insurance as it is here in the UK or social security in the US. You know, you treat them the same. And, and that's what we specialize in. You know, we work with businesses who want to hire long term team members that are going to commit to them and their business. Um, and so really, apart from that legal distinction, there is no difference. Right. You should treat everybody equally. You should give them the same kind of allowances, whether it's holiday, whether it's benefits and, you know, financial kind of um, bonuses, things like that. You know, include them because they, they are contributing as much, if not more, to your business than employees locally. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where the benefit really lies. So the, the employers that we see do best out of remote working are the ones that really invest time in, you know, building a real team. It just doesn't matter that they're not in the office together. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. What about a turnaround, uh, turnaround candidates, turnaround talent? Do you experience that often? Like those who in terms are talented? Like kind of turnover? Yeah. 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 Very rarely. Um, mm, and there's a couple of reasons for that. So, yeah. So and there's a lot of, you know, the market is hot right now. OK, the whole world has just discovered remote work over this last 18 months. And, you know, yes, there's a lot of demand for hot talent. So the two things that, you know, reasons why we don't see a lot of turnover. One is because we encourage our employers and our, my clients, kind of the people that I work with, to take care of their team. Right. Invest in their team, invest time in them, invest training, budget pay them well, pay them fairly and give them opportunities to grow. And that that is what most people want. Right. Um, the other thing reason is because actually what we find in Eastern Europe is that people generally want kind of long term opportunities. They want to build a career. And so when they get the opportunity to work for you know, an international company that's kind of maybe in the US or the UK or you know, anywhere in the world, really, that they can grow and they can learn, then you know, they're very happy to commit for the long term. Um, you know, I'm building my own team here at JobRack, naturally based out, most of it's based out in, uh, in Eastern Europe, absolutely fantastic team. Um, and again, I'm very, very intentional when I hire that I'm looking for people that want to commit to the long term, interested in what we do. Um, and then I do everything I can to take care of them, you know, whether it's salary, whether it's, you know, working through kind of some kind of treats for the team, gifts, you know, but really it's less about the financial and much more about the time you spend with them, getting kind of, you know, some some sense of kind of vision and values and what's important to us and having a good time um, and making them feel like part of the team. That's that's what really makes the difference. Yeah, I think um, I think this is something that I experienced so far. I mean, currently as well with my client and also when like looking back. Um, when you just started, you want to build a culture and then you look forward to have someone who go with you. And then when you get bigger and bigger, there are more gaps. And then the culture gets, um, let's say, distracted by other stuff like cash flow because you have more stuff to concern. Um, what would you suggest in terms of like remote team building? How the CEO or the business owner manage these expectations? Mm. So I think one thing is to kind of try and get some help with it, 
right? So as a CEO or a business owner, you know, hopefully you've got an assistant. Uh, if not, you need one, um, you should get in touch. Um, every, every business owner should have an assistant, even if it's just a few hours a day. And so get some help with it, right? There are things that, you know, your team can do to help kind of uh, keep these kind of things going. Um, we do kind of things like, you know, we always encourage people to check in on Slack when they start work. Doesn't matter when it is, it might be morning, afternoon, evening, but just check in and say, hey, um, we will very often ask kind of, you know, what did they do at the weekend? Or what are they up to coming up? Or, you know, what are they focused on the day? So we kind of try and, uh, and we succeed in kind of driving conversation about what's going on. The same as you would if you're in an office getting a tea or getting a coffee, you know, getting a cup of water, you know, just trying to drive these kind of conversations. Um, we have team meetings every week. Um, and we are genuinely interested in each other and what we're doing, what we're working on, what we're doing in our personal lives, um, you know, and how can we celebrate? How can we celebrate the wins and the aha moments and things like that? So just putting the effort into that and putting the time really. And there's very simple things you can do to help to get to know each other. So every time we have a new starter, uh, we have a set of questions that we post in Slack that we all answer. And it's things like, you know, where in the world are we? What do we do in our job day to day? Um, what are our hobbies? What uh, what career did we want when we were growing up? Um, what's something unusual about us that most people don't know? They're kind of the very normal kind of questions, but the fact that we do that and they change over time, which is really interesting to see, um, and just kind of provokes some conversation, provokes us to kind of have a chat about things. So just being intentional about it, right? You know, you want to build a team. Um, there are lots of ways that you can do remote team building events now. You know, you can do quizzes and you can do kind of uh, virtual escape rooms, all kinds of different things. Uh, it just starts with some effort and talk to the team. And a lot of time when you talk to your team and say, hey, you know, you know, how can we how can we spend some more time together or how can we do something fun? What ideas have you got? And a lot of the time the team will do it for you. It doesn't need to be, you know, another item on the CEO's to do list. Yeah, 100 percent. I do agree because like my motto is that to build a business that support your lifestyle and the team is a part of it. Like really do. They, they may be like your extended family already unknowingly mm. and. It doesn't mean like this is personal stuff. This is professional stuff. However, it's integrated, right? As long as you are joyful and like happy working here, that's how you feel like you are sustainably successful in the long term. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So in case anyone want to work with you or follow you, where can they reach out to you then, Noel? Uh, yeah, so the best place is uh, head to the website, jobrack.eu. Uh, got lots of details there. Or you can head to Connect with Noel. So that's Connect with Noel, N O E L.com. Um, and details are there. And uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for kind of help with hiring uh, or is curious about kind of getting some, some Eastern European help, then um, yeah, feel free to get in touch. Sweet European help. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Noel. Hey, no worries. Great to chat with Zita. Take care. Take care. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck 